0: This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast. If you weren't there, you weren't there. But this year's CU 2.0 VIP live in Boulder was three nights and two days of the unexpected, the unimagined, and a whole lot of interchange and learning among credit unions and fintech execs. From that event, I will be uploading five podcasts where VIP attendees share what's on their minds. In this fourth podcast, we'll hear from Ann Legg, who will tell you all you need to know about your data, but what you've been afraid to ask. In that data is the future to growth. It's also, for some credit unions, the future to extinction. Think about that. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Data to many credit union executives is just another four-letter word. That's because many institutions have poured lots of money into lots of data initiatives over the past decade, and they have bupkis to show for it. Bupkis. Leg doesn't dispute that, not at all. Her spin is that data often is approached in the wrong way with the wrong strategic objectives in mind. Her work is about getting credit unions to look at data in the right way and to ask data the right questions. Even better news is that in this show, you will hear the word Hadoop only once or twice. I think I'm the one who says it no need to grab your propeller hat before listening to this show. It's down to earth and practical, and there are valuable nuggets for both big credit unions and little ones. Listen up. Who are you? What you do?
1: Hi, I'm Anne Legg. I'm the founder of a company called Thrive. We are a data education consultancy, which means we help credit unions elevate their data so they can improve their members' lives.
0: People have been telling me they elevate data for at least 15 years. For most of that time, it's been nonsensical. They haven't elevated anything. Right,
1: right. Well, we know why, because we've been thinking, you know, as an industry, we look out and we think, oh my gosh, data is a tactical piece. We think we need a piece of it. We also need to think that why are we using it? What's my strategy behind that? So we need to know that data is also a strategic play. And when we think about it being an enterprise, holistic credit union piece an asset then it be we look at it very differently and we use it very differently and then we can actually start to activate on it
0: i think part of the reason also is 12 years ago there was a belief that hadoop could process anything and they threw anything into hadoop and it threw it back at you uh,
1: well and and but only those who knew that they should be using hadoop
0: oh the credit union people were using hadoop 12 years ago not very successfully but they were using it And uh, it was, unfortunately, garbage in, garbage garbage out. Very much so. So how do you help credit unions get more out of their data?
1: We help credit unions in a couple different ways, and I'd like to just kind of explain them. We think about data and data consumption in three defined ways. We think about it as education. We think about acceleration. And we think about elevation. So when we think about education, a credit union has to understand what the heck does data do? So we offer a whole education program. It is a seven um, series data activation experience. Literally the credit union comes in and they say, I don't know anything. We build all, we fill all those financial gaps. They walk away with a data strategy roadmap that they've created. And from there they can actually start, they have the foundational knowledge to launch a data journey
0: take take me through that process i say okay fine i want to be your client what happens
1: so so you're gonna be my student now i'm your teacher i'm going to ask you for um seven hours within the next three weeks i'm going to ask you to give it to me on tuesdays and wednesdays in that hour i'm going to teach you seven different things about what to do with your data we're going to build it very specifically we're going to walk through what the heck is a data strategy and vision we're going to walk through what is your member use case Data is a member-centric play. We're going to walk through all of the pieces around the member, the member experience, member journey, member friction. Then we're going to walk through what is data governance and what is data maturity? Because if you're going to become a data mature organization, you have to understand there is cycles and you have to have the whole point around data quality. Then you need to say, hey, data is going to come to my people at some point, my talent. So then we walk you through what is best practice and foundational knowledge on talent consumption of data. And then finally, we walk you through a piece of, hey, you're going to actually take all this data and you're going to bring it into your credit union. Your credit union is going to adopt that. So that's you know, basically workplace adoption. We focus specifically on member centers of excellence. All those classes then wrap up and your final product is building out a data strategic roadmap. We have an entire learning platform off of that. So if you're not able to make a class, each class is recorded. You're able to come in that. You can talk to your other students. We've had over at this point 250 students who are from all sizes of credit unions and all different roles. And the whole point here is you walk away and you now really understand how powerful data is and how you can use it at your credit union with what you have. It's not resource dependent.
0: Tell me more about these 250 students. Sure. What kinds of jobs do they have?
1: The majority we see are in the C-suite or in leadership or business unit leads. And what they're looking for is saying, I know that we want to, and we, the organization wants to embrace data, but I don't know where to start is scenario one. Scenario two is, wow, we've been messing around with data and we can't get traction on it. So we need to understand how holistically what we're doing and how to change it and build up something that the organization, the enterprise can take and move forward.
0: I think a lot of credit unions, perhaps I'm oversimplifying View data as something of a nuisance. It just keeps growing and growing. It's like mold <laughs> or fungus, and and well, it- and what can we use it for? And I I, I would say all your all your problems are solved. All your answers are in the data. Yep. You just have to know how to ask the data the right question. But you
1: have to have a strategy too. What's my business problem? What, what is my member problem that I'm trying to solve? And when we think about the member, which many times we think very internally and credit unions are notorious for having internal measurements, right? On the credit union, not on the member, even though they love the member and they're very, they are very member focused. They also then think about themselves in the silo effects. So the data I have in marketing is not the same data I have in lending is not the same data I have in collections. So we have silos, we have internal lens, and we have to be thinking about the member. And let's be clear about what the heck does the member actually want? The member comes to the credit union. You only have four problems, just four. The member has a shelter problem, a transportation problem, a travel and play problem, and a rainy day and retirement problem. That is what they want solved. So they don't want me to come to you as a credit union and say, oh, let me tell you about my mortgage, my auto loan, my credit card. I want you to understand that you're my conduit and you're my advocate to help me get this accomplished. In there is a lot of friction and, mem- and the credit union need to understand what is the friction the member has getting these problems resolved and what is the information or data you need to solve that. That is where you start.
0: Let's go back for a second. Sure. You, what were the steps in your journey that brought you to where you are now?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, I
0: mean, you didn't wake up one day saying, hey, I'm going to start a data consultancy for credit unions. I'm pretty sure they need it. You didn't do that.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. It was, it was a lovely evolution. Um, so I, this is my third decade in the industry I have been so fortunate to spend the majority of my life in credit unions. Um, I started out actually in data, in MCIF, working for an MCIF, must, uh, Marketing Customer Information File um, Service Bureau, working in both a data and uh, marketing capacity. Then I worked on and went to a credit union, loved that, and then went on and from there realized that there wasn't a lot, I, I didn't really know that much around how Financial institutions worked, so I went back and got my MBA, and there I had an MBA thesis that was about how do we leverage our data and think differently about what we do. That led me into working in consultancy. That let me work for um, one of our large fintech providers. That led me to start my company the first time. That led us to be bought out by somebody else who's doing data activation and, and data management. That led me to doing the company now, and in this iteration, it is around how do we fill those knowledge gaps um so I have worked with over 600 credit unions to help them move and launch their data journeys and I love the fact that we're now starting a step back instead of being consultancy we're st- in the in the data strategy space we're taking a step back and helping them in that education space
0: 600 credit unions that's roughly 1 in 10 that's a lot of credit unions Been around a while <laughs> Are all 600 still alive? <laughs> I mean, probably not, actually. Statistically, probably um, a number of them are no longer alive.
1: <laughs> but that's- I, haven't, I haven't done the research.
0: Do you have the data? Of course you do.
1: I have the data, but I haven't done the research.
0: Well, we just know there's been significant contraction in the number of credit we
1: unions. We are on a very rapid rate of consolidation. And I'm I'm here to tell you right now that was one of the things I looked at in my MBA research was hey, what what is the business cycle we're on right now? And and you know, my, my MBA research is back from twenty eleven, and back then this is kind of scary, we were at seven thousand credit unions. Just, just a little bit of scooching around. We are this industry is on a state of consolidation. That that is a fact, all right. When any business is, is going down its consolidation, it has two defined pathways. One is complete and utter disappearance. You stop this in, you end. or you revamp yourself and you become something different. And I feel like credit unions are really in that cusp right now. They need to understand that we're going to end up, our industry is going to end up in two spots. We're gonna either be like Canada, which is just a few very large credit unions, or we're going to be like a credit union in Australia. And if you look at me and say, I don't know of any credit unions in Australia, that is my point. They got taxed out.
0: Um, Ireland has a handful of credit unions yes, it too. Yes, they
1: do. Oh, we have credit unions all over the uh, world. It's, it's just how are we? in? No, I'm, t- I'm talking
0: numerically. Ireland doesn't have that many credit unions. It's more like Canada than, than the U.S. Uh, U.S. is anomalous in terms of the number of credit unions.
1: And the majority of our credit unions in the United States are small credit unions who are really trying to figure out, how do, I, how do I leverage the information I currently have? And I'm here to help them do that.
0: Well, that's a noble task because I'd say the small credit unions I talk with are the most incapable in terms of processing their data.
1: They are the most limited in tools. Right. But they're the most agile in process because many people are wearing multiple hats. Let me give you an example. We were working with a credit union that um, one of my students was literally a credit union where there were four people in the entire credit union. So every time this person came to class, 25% of their workforce was gone. But very quickly, she realized she could get her hands on the credit card information, the credit card file, and look at that and start leveraging that and mining it and figuring out what to do with it.
0: What was she looking for?
1: She was able to understand um, some purchase behavior as well as overall usage of the card. And if you were a low usage person, why? And if you were a high usage and high adapter, why? And then how to replicate that and get more.
0: I think many credit unions are actually wrestling with the low usage of their cards now.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of cards in the market and how they differentiate.
0: Uh, credit union cards also tend to have more meager. Um, Benefits. Rewards, yeah. yeah. Uh, the interest rates may be lower, but if you're like me and you don't know, carry a balance, I, I don't really care. Right. I don't know what the interest rate is on my one credit union credit card um, because I've never had to pay.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) And so when you think about from a credit union perspective, Hey, as a member, look, my member is using my, my credit card to do something, either travel or play or help do something else. Why don't I look at where they're spending? What is the usage of that card? And then how does that match up to the age and maybe where they live and what their other financial needs are? Let me build up that model. And Oh my gosh, I see that they're spending a lot of money at Home Depot. I wonder if that's because they're going to stay in their house or they're looking to need a HELOC or maybe they're going to sell their house. What about, hey, why don't I just put a simple points reward and say, you know what, every time you're at Home Depot, because you're out there a lot, we give you a point. There's a lot of pieces we can do now, easily.
0: Do, do credit unions look at data? You look at my data, you'd say, well, every month this guy spent sends thousands of dollars to American Express, must be paying off a monthly bill. Mm-hmm. It happens Routinely, every month, so yep. probably. And, and, you know, he spends a certain amount of money on, on a Venmo card. Yep. A certain amount of money on an REI Capital One credit card. Yep. Okay, let's, this is money that could be funneled through our credit card. Yeah. Why isn't it? Right. What can we do to make that happen? Do they ask those questions?
1: Well, I don't think they know how to get into that. They, they do ask the questions, but I don't know if they know how to get in and see the answers. And that's one of the problems. So again, if you have a data strategy and you say, look, our biggest issues are this, and let's go back to that friction piece. Hey, we don't understand this bit about our members. Hey, let's go find that information and then build activation, you know, how to activate on that insight. We need to do that formally so that we can repeat that. We just can't have it one of them. Like, I was just wondering, I mean, inquisition is huge, but let's make sure that we're spending time effectively and going after those really big, impactful, you know, data uses. So to answer kind of secondary on that. Many times when we look at credit and we look at their spend data, not only do we see where they're spending, we're also, you know, to your point about other cards, we're also seeing other retailers, huge retailers, gas and grocery tells a lot about a member's, member's financial situation. We also see where else they have mortgage relationships. We see where they have investments and what kind, if they've got a Robin Hood, an Acorn, or what have you. We also see, hey, they're spending a lot of money at the gym membership too. We can see how much they're spending on their on what they pay for their um, – Mobile phone services. There's so much we can see with that, Um, and if we just take, let's just say, we take key competition, key competitors in cards, in autos, and in mortgages. Hey, why don't we look at that? Why don't we price on that? Why don't we turn our products to be in a a value position to the member, and then why don't we message on that? Just as an easy starting spot, low hanging fruit.
0: Well, they they could be doing that now with with my my credit union shared draft account.
1: Yeah, absolutely any any transaction you can get it from and then and then the point is they just need to know that that's part of the problem and understand that the members the member is choosing to have these relationships not necessarily maybe because of you know that oh it, it was the fa- it was more the fact that it was awareness that this offer came to them in the channel that they were currently using
0: i i, I actually got the credit card that i have from my credit union because i received what i've now realized was a qnexus driven offer right where they sent me a letter saying, hey, you're pre-approved for a new yep. car loan, a mortgage, a HELOC. A, oh, and by the way, a credit card with a balance yes. out, up to, it was a pretty generous balance. And I said, oh, hell, I don't have a credit card. Maybe I should take the damn credit card, <laughs> which, which I did. I don't use it, unfortunately. But that's... Uh, well,
1: then that comes into that activation piece, right? So then how do I make sure that as I built into this onboarding with you, not just the one product, but the multi-products, how do I make sure that you are getting what you need out of it. How do I, how do credit unions then, you know, take this information and make sure you're getting the value? Because if you get value, then I as a credit union get value. Now,
0: how long is this initial process with you? How long does it take? The first
1: class, the first class is three weeks and it's seven hours.
0: And what happens after that?
1: After that, uh, ideally, I'm gonna hopefully be able to check in with you and be like, how is your data journey going? In some cases we have um, students who say, you know what? We tried doing it internally, can you help us? And that's where we have kind of a consultancy piece where we say, look, what do you need help on? Is it it working from an enterprise um, position to build a data strategy? Is it to help understand and identify the member friction piece? Are you looking to help build out use cases? Many times we engage with credit unions on how do I bring my data through the organization, that talent consumption piece? And we have an offering called 10X Your MX, and it is literally a 90-day activation on the data. We help you understand what use cases are. We walk you through a design thinking agile methodology, and then your teams cross-functionally will actually start activating on your data. So we help creatives kind of go next level to build up data capability and data confidence.
0: Now, have you done any case studies on institutions that have gone through that process and what benefit they've achieved?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, have, we just finished up a big one that we're finishing up right now, and um, it was around the 10X, the MX um, experience they were able to um, solve a couple really large process issues. And specifically, it's the one where um, the members have to sign uh, many documents to obviously authenticate and um, work through a variety of lending. And almost any kind of process has the member signing a document, right? And most of that's done digitally. The friction that they identified was we make our members sign too frequently. So you think about that. That's going to be process. Um, I have to diagram all my processes. I have to figure out where they are. I have to validate that they are what they need to be. I have to make sure risks in there. There's a lot of pieces in here. This particular credit union was able to solve that in six weeks. So from there, that's just one tiny little spot. The piece that we're teaching them is not only rapid fire member resolution, but building up a process to continue to do that. So then they go to the next one, which happened to be a business lending component. So then they start working on that. They're continually working while they're having their full day jobs because they're working in these cross-functional teams. The piece that we forget, I think, sometimes as we look at data is your team wants empowerment. They don't want to have to go through a variety of different steps to get this done. If you say, I've gotten the authority to work with this group and start delegating in these very digestible pieces to get this larger project done, and it's just very small sprints, I'll get it done. That's what I do. And they do it really well. One of the side benefits of working through a a process that allows you to do rapid fire um, iteration is you begin to build confidence. So there's... Um, Team empowerment, there is team data capability built, there is team data confidence, and then your BI people behind you can now see, ah, it's a different dashboard. I need to give you different pieces up front. So they're solving, and there's an incredible organizational learning, and let's just be honest, it's organizational change that is happening now in very small yet very tangible ways that everybody in the credit union can articulate on the benefit to the member.
0: So what you're doing is essentially goal-oriented data analysis that to be effective needs to have a prior significant understanding of business process and business problems within the institution.
1: I guess I like to think of it uh, one click up from that, and I like to think of it as I'm cultivating credit unions for data consumption. And the way we think about it is what's the, the strategic member problem? and focus very, very narrowly on what are those use cases and work to solve them in a in a defined process.
0: Well, I think if you go back in time, some of the data projects at credit unions were more like doing college book reports. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and someone got an A, but that didn't mean it solved any problem or anybody learned anything it from it. Yeah.
1: Right. And, and today we don't have the time or the space to do that. And the member is asking for us to be their financial partner. And to do that, we have to understand what their biggest frictions are and start working on lessening them. Let's be clear. We're never going to remove all of them. That doesn't exist, but we can definitely start building scripts, communication processes, new overall processes, eventually ideally get tools to use this to help them have a much less friction-filled experience with us.
0: Well, to me, the, the pressing problem faced by the vast majority of credit unions, not necessarily the handful of the biggest ones, but all the other ones, Mm -hmm. is the flight of member money out of the institution. They're not Mm -hmm. losing members, but they're losing member money. And data analysis ought to be able to solve that. A, you you should be able to look at the numbers saying, my God, we've lost a lot of damn money.
1: Right, Uh, right. I look at that in a slightly different lens, and that is member engagement. Right. My member, my members, my membership is going to have on tradition about eight, seven, eight, 11 different personas. Okay. When I mean personas, think of it as a dining room table. You and I are at a dining room table, right? I've invited a hundred thousand people to my dining room, but actually they're going to be re- represented by eight people. Nine at that table. I want to make sure you come back and have a wonderful dining experience. So I need to understand what do you eat? Are you vegan? Do you have any allergies? I have to understand what you drink. I also have to understand who you're going to sit next to and why that would be good or bad. I have to know all these things so that you want to come back to my house and have dinner with me. Credits need to do that same thing to understand, hey, that person over here is not necessarily in a high loan environment right there. They're in a deposit cycle right now. So I got to make sure I'm giving them the deposit things they need, right? These people are kind of in a deposit slash you know loan cycle. I need to make sure I'm giving them what they need. But at the end of the day, All of my members need one thing, and that is they're trying to improve their financial condition. Nobody's trying not to do that. So if we're all in the same boat moving along saying we're trying to improve our members' financial condition, then let's figure out how we do that and keep moving them along. That's member engagement. That is ultimately understanding the member flow and the money flow, and then trying to make sure we do a better job of understanding why you come, why you stay, and why you go.
0: Now, we'll just keep more small credit unions alive.
1: I hope so. I hope so. They, they have a unique position to be very agile. And they know that they get a lot done with very little resources. What I'm hoping is that with this knowledge, they realize that they don't have to have all the money that, that anybody else does. They don't have to hire additional staff. They can start leveraging the data with what they have to start making change.
0: Well, I'd say with a handful of, a possible exception of maybe one credit union that was at this event, um, and a handful of other credit unions in in this country. Most of them have a lot of agility because they're pretty small.
1: Right, right. It's the the, the smaller credit unions are the largest portion of credit unions in the United States. Out of the five thousand, or less than five thousand that we have right now.
0: Oh heavens! I think there's just a couple hundred that are over a billion in assets.
1: Three, is it three hundred now? I have to go look. Yeah,
0: back. it's 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 not a significant number, and there's nope. still five thousand credit unions.
1: Exactly,
0: and the most common credit unions are under 250 million in assets, which is not big. Uh, that's it's not systemic risk if, if you fail.
1: But, <laughs> no, but it but it's an industry risk. And at the end of the day, we have to remember what is a credit union, right? It's a weird word, but it's it's a cooperative financial institution, which even sounds kind of weirder. But it's a mission based financial institution and as a mission based financial institution their mission is to help and serve and improve their members lives and they love to do that and it would be a darn shame if they weren't able to do that and couldn't continue to do that because they weren't able to be nimble enough and and understand and, and help leverage assets they already have assets i mean as in tools and resources aka data to be able to do that
0: the CU 2.0 podcast